1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome to the 3 o'clock hour. Tony Green Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Just celebrating a new Aztec head coach down on the mesa. Sean Lewis becomes the head coach for the Aztecs. Pretty impressive presser to start the day. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, what that ends up bringing come regular season time. That's uh, way even before then, right? Uh, National signing day and the portal and so many, so many tentacles now uh, to college to being a head coach at it's the a college whole different level.
3: Experience and it's all happened in two years, two or three years. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's uh, players are shifting schools right and left. I think we all loved it. We thought it was a great idea. I think we all loved the idea of the NIL, players able to earn some money on their likeness, especially since prior to that, companies were just completely taking advantage of college athletes by using their likeness, making millions of dollars themselves and not sharing any of it. So it was lopsided in the other direction. But I also don't think any of us expected it to turn into what it's I, turned into. I don't into. think there is no way to predict what it yeah. really
2: came – it's come to at this point. And it's actually kind of bad now. <laughs> I mean it, – it, What happened, it was it was on the one end of the spectrum. Right. And as, as opposed to going to like the middle, it swung all the way to the other yes, side. Yes, it did. And yes. so now Very we're trying point. to – Find some type of middle ground. I don't know ground. how they're going to
3: get it back to the middle yeah, ground. You know, it's going to be it, really difficult. I it, mean, you got boosters basically running amok, just writing checks at least before at boost, will right. to players who well, are it's buying cash, Rolls Royce. It's, not checks. it's yeah. cash. Whatever you it is. What's, you wrong, can't track with a, what's cash.
2: wrong with a check? Well, you
4: can, uh, you can track it, the, the check, but it doesn't matter if you, you track, track it yeah. now. It's they, legal. They, yeah. No, but a, uh, a booster can't just hand a guy a $10,000 check, right? He has to. It, it, I'm it's, sure it's not like the movie I'm The Program where they yeah, hand no, them envelopes. I'm
2: sure there's like avenues in which it has to go in order for it to be legit. When
4: I was researching yesterday about the quarterback that decommitted from Colorado, I went to a bunch of different quarterback rating websites, and they all had their NIL value listed next to their name, which some of them were like, you you just go to school and you make $750,000, which I have no problem with. But where is that coming from? Are these like pre-existing deals that
2: a company just says, hey, we're going to pay for whoever is playing quarterback for your school? I think that is where the uh, NIL, gosh, what's the term? Um we actually had uh we actually had one of them on the show uh talking about gosh it'll come to
3: me Oh me the uh I know what you mean I know what you're talking about but I can't remember the word either So we'll just have silence <laughs> which is always good Chat <laughs> help us out I know you guys are
2: listening What's the what's the word I don't even I mean, know no, where what it is It has to do with NIL it's the legal way that it gets done come
4: um up. jurisprudence hold up no nope. <laughs> i don't even know what jurisprudence
3: Juris i don't even know what it is
4: <laughs> <laughs> hope it's not anything bad i thought you were just i mean why did you just say collective. something collective collective that's right collective. that's not what i was thinking right of no so there, was a, there was a there was a florida gator collective remember they backed out and one of the kids who had qualified He or who had committed ended up going somewhere else because he wasn't going to get the money that he thought he was.
2: Mm. Mm -mm. So I think these collectives are now. That's where the money goes into. NIL is connected to that.
3: Got it. And it's legal.
2: It's not a. It's not a. I don't mind
3: the players getting some money to run around with, uh, even maybe a little more than to run around with. But when every single college athlete's got a Rolls Royce, seems like as you said, Tony, it's gone to the other side complete and again maybe I don't even mind them having a Rolls Royce but when you're competing with one school offering a Rolls Royce and the other school offering a Mercedes and the kid you know kicking those schools out because the car you know isn't what they want no. I don't know I think you gotta earn a little have to you earn know, your I living think, a little I bit better. I think gravy has
2: infiltrated everybody's thinking that everybody's rolling around with a Rolls Royce I don't, yeah, maybe I, don't, not. I don't think that's right. Uh, I, I
4: think that Shador Sanders probably shouldn't his, have again, been so brash about it. It is <laughs> Deion
2: Sanders. It is
4: not the it. same thing. I'm talking about the parking tickets. I'm still upset you about still, those parking tickets. You to I park- told you
3: there's nowhere, nowhere to park on that campus. I was there a few <laughs> yeah, weeks ago. If you can afford a
4: Rolls Royce, you can afford an Uber to practice every day. Or hey, yeah, when is can the I ever ride to a Rolls Royce. Royce, Royce You're gonna, gonna take Uber? Uber
2: because you could drive down to Denver. You know, yes, and go you know, downtown. You, you would be a guy that buys a Rolls Royce and takes an Uber somewhere. That 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 fits your your profile. There is
3: something to having a nice car and being scared to death to take it out. Are Sometimes. you one of those people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite there. I do take my car out, but I do get nervous. Yeah, I mean, when anybody gets like near, that near that the now. car, you Especially feel since like that somebody now. hit it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that be
1: bad. All right, let's get to our daily gamut. Do you like money? I
0: think about money a lot.
1: Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports?
0: I think
4: Washington is a mortal lock.
1: Washington! woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault.
4: It's your game. Take
3: it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan.
4: Daily Gambit, our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Everybody, please gamble responsibly. I didn't make any parlay bets, so we did gamble responsibly on this show. But we did make four bets yesterday. And the first one would be Chris's Bulls against the Celtics. Celtics were 13-point favorites in this one. Chris chose the Bulls. Tony and I chose the Celtics. Or do they call them the Celts? Ah, more than they call them the Cs. The Cs? No, oh, oh, I want to yeah. go with the Celts. The yeah, Celts win 124.97, which is 27 points. So they I had end a bone up... to
3: pick with the Celtics. Oh, yeah. What's up? Actually, I don't. You can't have a bone to pick.
2: I, I had this bone to pick with them, too, but then I found out why.
3: I understand. But I, I the point being that they had to do what they did tells me there's something wrong with this in-season tournament. The Celtics were up by 32 points in the fourth quarter last night, but they had to win by a certain number in order to qualify and stay alive in that in-season tournament, so they started doing a -a hack-a-shack strategy on the Bulls' backup center, Andre Drummond. Billy Donovan, their head coach, walked (laughs) over to the Celtics coach and like, what are you doing? You're like (laughs) up by 32 points and you're trying to what? Get the ball back, and the Celtic coach had to explain to Billy Donovan, "Well, yes, we need, we need to win points. by a certain amount of <laughs> points in order to." Uh, Donovan did look like he to move was on. Too Donovan happy didn't still. look like he was thrilled by the. Uh, he accepted expo- it, though. He did accept it, but he wasn't thrilled. The whole thing is is with this NCAA or N- NBA in season in season tournament. Easy for me to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It leads to some crazy things on a night like last night where teams are trying to win by a certain number of points.
2: Yeah, there was two teams
3: that got eliminated because
2: they didn't score enough. Magic were up, I think, 18 points. Mm-hmm. They got caught because whoever was behind them jumped them. Right, And then the Celtics had to put up like 36
3: in order to and, to advance. And my thing, even though I'm a Bulls fan, if you, if you don't like getting the score run up, just be better. Be a better team. I mean, if if you're so bad... That the other team can name the score against you. That's your problem, not theirs. <laughs> they're in distance to hackishack and get the points. They're, giving they, you, they're trying to give you some free <laughs> points so that they can beat you by more. That's your problem, not yeah, theirs. That's rough. So. Well, right. I'm
4: sorry for the Bulls. They had to go through that. No, they're struggling. It's embarrassing. It's, it's it embarrassing. was embarrassing. Uh, next bet was Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Over, under, total points of 237. All of us went over. And all of us lost. It was Cavaliers,
3: 128-105, which is a total of 233 points. i got to tell you, I'm learning more and more as we go along in this Daily Gambit segment that these odds makers are diabolical. <laughs> diabolical, <laughs> They are Chris. so close every time. Listen to the Steph Curry
4: one. I was one. just Coming about to say, you want to talk diabolical, it's the Steph Curry one. The bet was over under 29.5 points for Steph Curry last night in the game against the Kings. The guys went over, I went under for no reason at all. Other than to be a contrarian, and, and Steph worked.
3: Curry was under by half a point. He had twenty-nine points. points. He also took the uh, game winner. Tried, to, or, tried yeah. to make the game-winning shot at the buzzer. So if you had that bet, you were alive till the very last wow. flight of the ball yeah. Yeah. bounced off the rim. Wow! I mean, that's that's good odds making right there.
2: That's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, do they? I don't know what they get paid. <laughs> but I assume it's a lot. They get paid
4: pretty well. Last night, the Canucks took on the Canucks. Are you going to continue to try this? <laughs> I just have to finish the joke <laughs> out, okay? It's not going to work. Vancouver, minus one and a half on the puck line. Chris and Tony both chose the Canucks. I chose the Caducks, and the Canucks win three to
3: one. So you guys win. No matter how many times you say that, no one else <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> anywhere on earth is going to ever call them the Caducks. Uh, it only
4: works when they're playing
3: the Canucks. It doesn't work then. It doesn't work. No. It doesn't. All right, Chris, what you got? I got uh, potpourri of uh, gambling uh, fun for tonight. Tony is 4-4 four and four so far this week. Scrabe you and I are 3-5. and five. Nothing to write home about. Uh, Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers take on the Detroit Pistons tonight in Detroit. Bounce mm. back. I'll tell you one thing. If the Lakers lose this game, Tony's going to be... What inconsolable? <laughs> if they <laughs> lose this game, I mean, it's, it's too Detroit's, early to be inconsolable. But, but Detroit's lost, isn't it? Fifteen in a row, or did they finally? Nope, fourteen in a 14 row. Fourteen in a row. Fourteen losses in a row. The
2: folks who are on the stream will get to see it uh, a little bit of it live
3: because the game you get starts. To see Tony watch the game tonight. That is uh, a, an added bonus to checking in mm-hmm. on the stream for sure. Lakers are favored by seven and a half. Tony, I'll put you down for the Lakers. Thank you. Uh, Scraby Lakers are favored by 7.5 Against a team that's lost 14 straight games The Lakers also coming off a loss Of 44 points the other night Mm.
4: Scraby what do you want here So LeBron's at the top of his game
1: so after losing by
4: 44, <laughs> Tony oh. was like, I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not, not going to fall for it. Just let him. Just let him. 14 straight games is crazy, but I, 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 I'm i just, I would say this about any team that they're playing, but I think Detroit's going to turn it around at some point. Mm. So I'm going to pick the Pistons. Mm. The
2: Pistons. plus. Did you just hear half. that, ladies and gentlemen? He said, he said, Detroit is going to turn it around.
4: Well, tonight. I mean, oh, tonight. just They're tonight. Gonna They're going to win. They're going to not going to lose Lakers their 15th straight. They're okay. going to win. And They're going to win. The You're calling a straight up wow. win. Ah, uh, I don't know about that either. All right, I'll take the <laughs> Lakers
3: anyway. Uh, Zion Williamson. Oh my god. Checking on your guy. He is uh, yeah, with the Pelicans. I haven't heard too much from you no, on, uh, he's been, on uh, the whole Because Zion. he's been playing yeah. and, and, and doing very well, right?
4: You know, this is why it makes me a hater, because I couldn't even tell you what he's been doing this year. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> I you can't. Tell he's you.
3: actually been. He's, I think he's had 25
2: or more in the last oh, like, here five we go. straight. He's he, averaging 23.5. Wow.
3: He's played in 14 of their... 18 games. That's pretty good. He's averaging
4: 23 and a half. He's averaging nearly six rebounds, nearly five assists, 54.8% field man, goal. You
2: talk so bad about this young man. The
4: only thing I said was that he doesn't play. I said he was an exciting player, and I like when he plays, but he doesn't play enough. Mm, but he's playing
3: now. These mm. are good stuff. These he'll are be good in numbers line, right here. He'll be mm. in the lineup tonight against the Sixers. I'm Over under now. for him Aater. is 23 and a half points, graby uh, right. uh, 23.5 points, that's exactly what he averages. Yes, that's why they get so close on these picks.
4: Uh, all right, 23.5 points, he's gone over that in his last five appearances. I am going to say over. Over. You're getting behind
3: Zion Williamson yes. no, tonight. I'll, I'll say under say because it's love. I'm a MVP. huge Zion fan. Fake love. Under. You're going to go under. Yeah. Who are this, they playing? Uh, home against the Sixers. Over. Over. All right. I'm alone on this one uh, some college basketball tonight uh, the uh, showdown matchup in the state of Colorado features Colorado at Colorado State Colorado State is the ranked team here they are uh, number 20 in the nation are the Rams they are six and0 Colorado though is five and one game will be telecast on the CBS Sports Network Colorado State favored by three and a half Chris your first. Uh, even though my wife won't like this, I'm taking Colorado. My reasoning is that every time the Mountain West Conference gets a team ranked, they immediately lose. <laughs> big facts. It never big seems facts. to fail. So I say Colorado State will blow it tonight, and I'll take Colorado plus the three-and-a-half. Tony? What do you want to do? I, too, will take Colorado. You'll take mm-hmm. plus Buffaloes, right. plus three and a half. All right. Scraby, contrarian. Well, oh, think... you went to Colorado State. Come on. you went I gotta... everywhere. Did I you did. go to Colorado, too? Probably for a I committed to
4: coffee. Colorado <laughs> and didn't actually go. That's a whole other story one day. Um, you know, Colorado's reeling from the loss of Sean Lewis, so they're going to let their... <laughs> It's going to affect the, their men's they're basketball team. let the <laughs> guard down tonight. I'm taking the Rams. Take your Rams.
3: <laughs> they're really on the hoop court. you got to take your Rams. I am. All right, good. Uh, we have one more college basketball game. It's a local game tonight out at the Jenny Craig Pavilion. You can go out and see some uh, Division One action. This is northern Colorado taking on the University of San Diego. Toreros. The Toreros are 5-2, and two, guys. Wow. Steve Lavin nice has them playing okay. They haven't really played, uh, you know, the big name schedule, and uh, but uh, they have won five of their seven games. They're taking on Northern Colorado tonight. I don't know a whole lot about the Bears, other than the fact that they're the Bears, <laughs> which I think is actually pretty. Is that the place that um, that I knew that Austin Eckler went to, or is that Austin Eckler did maybe go to Northern oh, no. Colorado? I know the Aztecs played them in the NCAA tournament that one year. I'm checking in on Northern Colorado. They're Western Colorado. Oh, he went to. He went to one of the directional Colorados. (laughs) Northern Colorado is three and three this year. They do have a game against Colorado State on their schedule. They lost by 19. If that gives you any insight, USD is favored by four tonight. Only four. Only four. Oh, I'm going USD then. Wow. Scraby yeah. jumping, in, yeah. in, not even your turn. Yeah. You're just jumping in. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's not my it wasn't turn. your turn. It's uh, Tony's turn, but I'll, well, well, I'll, I already put you down for USD. Who did?
2: Me. For, for who? Me. Scraby oh. took USD minus yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Northern Colorado. Tony yeah. can't uh, Tony pick Tony can't.
3: Well, he can't pick USD. No. He He has a deep-seated dislike of them. It's very strange. It's <laughs> very strange. I'm going to go with Steve Lavin tonight. Come on, Lav. USD. Give USD minus the four. All right. All right, those are our four picks for tonight, and we'll see how we do on the show tomorrow. Let's do that. Let's
2: slide away for a break. When we come back...
1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: All right, 323 is the time. Welcome back to Gwyn and Chris. Chris, hello. Tony Gwynn, Jr. Matt. Scraby. It is the the threesome here on... uh, San Diego's number 1 Sports Talk Station, 97.3 The Fan. You can watch on YouTube. Search for 97.3 The Fan. You can watch the proceedings. And at 4 o'clock today, you can watch Tony Gwynn Jr. try to do the show as he watches a Laker basketball game. Quite entertaining, I might say. Uh, Coming up shortly, Xavier Scruggs is going to join us, former Major League ball player who played for Mike Schilt. And uh, he's a pretty big fan of Mike Schilt. Uh, We'll find out why when he joins us to talk about the Padres' new manager. In about 15 minutes, speaking of baseball and Padre managers, one of the uh, top candidates for the Padre managerial job, Ryan Flaherty, is now the bench coach for the Chicago Cubs. Joins Craig Council and... uh... Andy Green had that position as well. He's under more,
2: David Ross. Yeah, he's moved to the Mets organization in the front okay. office. So,
3: but former Padre managers or candidates go to become bench coaches in Chicago. <laughs> apparently,
2: yeah. This is a. Uh, I mean, this if you're Ryan Flaherty, I mean, you lose out. He was here for I don't know, quite a quite a bit of time, right? Ryan's been here since Manny's been here, I believe. Let me let um, me just make sure. Yeah. Maybe a year after. But nonetheless, um, you lose out um, to Mike Schilt, who had been in the organization less time, as you. So I mean, is there anywhere to go at that point once you miss out on right. the opportunity? I guess he could
3: have been bench coach for Mike Schilt. Maybe that uh, just 2019 in, was. That's when a he that's the a basically. I mean, that's some, a
2: lateral move. Yeah, but this is a
3: lateral move. It's just getting into a different organization, and they gave Craig Council quite. The bag, so I don't think
2: he's going anywhere anytime soon. But I, I may, for for Ryan, it may be just the opportunity to be underneath somebody like Craig Council. And in so many ways, I could see this being like the perfect marriage for those two. In terms, I hope it works out because for... they, they have a very similar dispositions, and they they see the game in a lot of the same way. I think that it'll be a good move for him.
4: It would be hard. It you would hate be hard. To, you hate to
2: lose a guy like yeah. that if you're the Padres. It
4: would be hard though if I'm Ryan Flaherty and I'm in the in the organization from 2019 on, and they're they think so highly of me that they're giving me an interview for not a manager job. Not only did job. they give
2: you an interview when Bob Melvin had to depart. Oh, for a you were the bit. guy. He was the manager. For- and
4: so I could see him being like, you know, I could come back here, but I might just want to go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, I can see it. Because it would be hard to. Are you trying not to use the word bitter? Uh, Do you think he's a little bitter? I'm trying to put myself bitter. in his shoes. I don't think he's bitter. I would be bitter, probably. You definitely would be <laughs> You bitter. would be. And, but I can understand why. Well, I'm not why. coming back then in any fashion. In any yeah. but, but, sir, we gave you a pay raise and, and your title didn't change. But well, I want a new title. No, I can just see it, though. <laughs>
3: well, you sound like a tyrant over there, which is exactly what you are. <laughs> I am not a which tyrant. Which is exactly why the good guy at Cathedral High the other night oh, said, gosh. I don't know how you put up with this guy. Was 100% correct. Do you remember
4: his name? Because I'm probably yeah. sure that he's been in my DMs telling me how much I stink.
3: Uh, speaking of former Padres, Ryan Flaherty, now bench coach of the Cubs, Nelson Cruz has joined the evil empire. What? Former Padre yes. DH. It just happened. Longtime major league outfielder has joined <laughs> the Dodgers as an advisor. <clears throat> uh, yeah, There you go. He major will uh, work mostly out of the team's academy in his native Dominican Republic. Well, so. listen,
2: he was, was – remembered. Nelson was the GM for the Dominican team for the World Baseball Classic. Okay. Yeah, this, that's right. This seems to be what he is interested in doing. And yeah, having, but we're not happy with him because no. he became a Dodger.
3: <laughs> He's <laughs> now under the Dodger umbrella. Sorry, Nelson. We no longer can – be a huge fan. I still, I mean, got, he love. Did get I still got love
2: for
4: you,
3: Nelly. Nelly, yeah. he a, he's a nice guy, right? He's a really nice guy. You yeah.
4: remember when we were at spring training and we wanted an interview with him and we were like, he stood there and waited for us, but we're like, hey, you don't
2: need to wait for us. We're <laughs> he was get you. standing up, like just waiting. Just waiting. <laughs> and
4: he was like, I can't remember who was interviewing, but it made that player nervous because Nelson Cruz was just
3: standing three feet from him the whole time. One yeah. other baseball note. I think this was an interesting one. The Hawk. You know who the Hawk Andre is Andre Dawson, baby. Yeah, man. I really liked Andre Dawson. I mean, I know that he took flack for winning the 1987 NL MVP cuz the Cubs were a last place team that year. He was a But Andre though. Dawson was the man. Yeah. I mean, 47 home runs. He had one of the best right field throwing arms I ever yes. remember. Yes. Speed. He did everything. everything. Everything incredibly well. But he went into the Hall of Fame With the Montreal Expos logo on his cap and the plaque, Andre Dawson wants to change. He uh, told the Chicago Tribune, I don't expect them to jump on something like this. If they elect to respond, they'll take their time. He said, I wouldn't surprise me if they don't respond. But he wants a change to a uh, Chicago Cub logo on his plaque.
2: I don't know what led to it being in Montreal Expo, if it was his decision or Major League Baseball's decision. Yeah, I but that all that's surprising. I don't know I that That's surprising. I don't think I knew that, yeah. uh, that he went in as a Montreal Expo. It
3: says three weeks after he was elected by the baseball writers in 2010, the Hall said it decided the plaque would have Expo's cap. You think, why would they do that? I don't know. Why wouldn't they ask Andre what he wants to go in as? that's strange that is strange yeah. I mean I, Hall of Fame for their part maybe, now maybe. says we do plan to speak to Andre but we have not yet received an official letter asking for us to change the Hall of Fame I love it I love you guys at the Hall of Fame it was a lot of it was great thrill to be there and do the behind the scenes tour with Tony and everybody but you guys got to get your head out of here you know where <laughs> come on let the, if he wants to change his plaque change his plaque. I not it's not know. that
2: tough. Maybe they felt like the expos didn't have anybody representing them. Yeah, so maybe they that did was it. that in Vlad,
4: did Vlad Senior go in as an angel?
2: I think. Don't he, know. Think he did. I don't know. We I did. He would have gone him.
4: in as an expo.
2: Some guys go in as a as like a, a nothing. as a no team. Yeah,
4: yeah. I wouldn't like that. You got to choose a team. It's too weird to not choose a team.
3: I think one of the well, Dave Winfield uh, oh. ended up going in as a Padre. Yeah, much to the anger of Yankee fans. Dave Why did he choose work- that? Well, he worked ended up working for a long time, many years in the Padre organization as a as a uh, in the front office. Okay, so I think he wanted to so extend it a little bit be a Padres. He was the first Padre, right? Players were allowed really? to make their own decision through two thousand one. But the Hall of Fame took over the decision ahead of the two thousand two vote. That's because in nineteen ninety nine reports surfaced that the Tampa Bay Devil Rays said they would compensate the newly retired Wade Boggs if he went in as a Devil Ray instead of Boston.
2: Yeah, that was happening quite a bit. So that's <laughs> why the
3: So that's why the Hall decided for Andre Dawson. He didn't have his own choice. Because he went in after that uh, rule was changed. Vladimir Guerrero Sr. is the first member of the Hall of Fame to be depicted with the Angels
4: cap, even though he appeared more in more games with the Expos and played more seasons with the
3: Expos. Yeah, there you go. Leave it to MLB. Leave it to MLB. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we will talk some MLB. Uh, Xavier Scruggs, now with the ESPN former ball player from Poway. A local guy who is pretty happy with the local baseball team's new managerial hire. We'll find out why when we come back.
2: 338 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Grady. Some more baseball news hit us while you were gone. First of all, I don't know if we talked about the relievers of the year, but those were announced today. Felix Batista of the Orioles, Devin Williams of the Brewers. What? Devin was, yeah.
3: Did they not... Pay attention to Josh Hader or Devin Williams better than Josh Hader? Uh, um, I mean, not that I it don't matter that matters <laughs> all that much to me. What no, matters to me?
4: It really bothers you? Yeah, because Josh Hader was the guy. I mean, I Tony, to- you keep
3: telling me Josh Hader by far best reliever in baseball. I thought he was statistically I too. Think, I
2: think he is because he's done it for so long. Devin Williams is 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 right there. Well, I mean, he's, he's only,
3: he hasn't done it as long. That's the right. only only but difference. he Did it better this year? You think? And Josh Hader? I don't know. Scaby pull up the number. I think I the four. I think the 49ers. I'm tired of the 49ers. you are infiltrating my thoughts. They're infiltrating my thoughts.
4: How the I 40 know are the 49ers infiltrating your thoughts?
3: <laughs> you can't stand the 49ers.
4: Uh he was 8 and 3 1. Point, Devin Williams was 8 and 3 1.53 ERA, 36 saves and in 58 innings, 87 strikeouts and then Josh Hader 8 Tater, and 3 one five. and then 36 saves. Hater was 2 and 3 but 1.28 33 saves in 56 innings 85 strikeouts. See he did more with less. Well innings. they had the same strikeouts, same
3: innings pitched, just a better No no, ERA. Devin yeah, right. Williams had, had more innings pitched, right? He
4: had he had let's see uh I guess not too many, but... Set, uh, no, never mind. Two two innings. That's not no, that's not a lot at all. But he had three more saves. Go figure. I don't know. Well,
3: I, I'll tell you one thing, because I saw Devin one Williams team. interviewed on the uh, TV here after he won the award. Uh-oh. Josh Hader <laughs> has a far better head of hair.
2: Yeah, yeah Devin man. Williams has some work to Devin, do on his hairstyle. It might be time to let it go, bro. Devin, you no, know, he's got those sweet got the Jerry Rice the dreads. Yeah, dreads. It was it, if he, remember, even Tony
3: said it didn't work, and if Tony backs me up on it, listen, then I feel confident. You know, you know, that he didn't look very. We good. We all
2: remember what Jerry looked like with those dreads and that those dreads and that Raider, Raider uniform. <sighs> you mean
3: the one halfway right. where like started he, halfway? If he up he his was head? saluting.
4: <laughs> he would be starting in the middle of his head, and that's.
2: Almost where Devin is.
3: That By big... the way, I watched uh, Hard Knocks last night. I, we got to get to our interview, but uh, there's a new salute now that the Dolphins fans do. Uh, and Hard Knocks, I saw them all doing it. It's this. <laughs> oh, it's fin. a fin. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> like that. saying that you're a fin fan. And you put your. Man, get, put that's your, good. Get creative, people. That's well, good. That's what they came up with.
2: It's like the 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 waddle. I like that. Waddle is cool, That's but he
4: hasn't clever. done enough. No, to he be hasn't doing not it at all well. this year.
2: No, than I hasn't. remember. All right, uh, Xavier Scruggs joined us. If you, if we interview. Excuse me, we recorded it earlier because he couldn't be on with us at this point. You get a chance to hear, hear some traffic.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Our next guest really needs no introduction. Um, I, I would like to say he's an up-and-coming uh, broadcaster, but I, I think he's already, already arrived. Uh, fellow Poway High Titan Xavier Scruggs joins us ESPN MLB broadcaster Xavier how are you man how you been how's the off season treating you
5: hey I'm doing good I appreciate you guys uh having me on I just got done actually taking kind of a that first vacation that we've taken in a long time family-wise during Thanksgiving kind of got away um so it's nice to be back home and kinda of in the midst of all the craziness going on with baseball season now.
2: Well first of all it was a well deserved vacation. I don't know if there was a, a harder working man in, in the on the national stage at least, uh than you. So well deserved. Let's let's talk a little bit about this Padre Hire. Mike Schilt, you have, of course had an opportunity uh to be around Mike uh at a at a young young age and uh, I personally love this hire for the Padres. I think it's the, the perfect hire for him. Well, where do you where do you come down on, on Mike Schilt and, and him being the, the Padres manager?
5: Yeah, I was excited to see the move. You know, First and foremost, uh, San Diego is still where my heart is at. So I, I always want the best for the organization. And having been under Mike Schilt during my minor league days and even while he was the major league manager with the St. Louis Cardinals, having opportunities to talk with him and keeping that personal relationship. I I, I was excited to see it mostly, not necessarily so much for the, the aspect of him, you know, the X's and O's of the game and all that. I was more excited about the idea that, you know, the culture that he builds around him is extremely special. And I, and I wanted people to understand that because he's a leader that cares more about the person yeah. and 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 once the um the person all the people around him whether it be coaches staff players um he cares about those personalities he knows how to communicate um you know he cares about the players well-being and a lot of times you know we we say that stuff and it's it's You know, it can be cliche, but the fact that I got to experience it and see it for myself and kind of understand it on multiple levels as I played with him on multiple levels, um, I know how special it'll be for the San Diego community and the players within that clubhouse. Because if we're being quite honest and frank, like that was one of the issues was, you know, that this quote unquote no leadership within the clubhouse and, and all that. So I think that that's something that we'll see changed for the better.
3: Xavier Scruggs is our guest here and uh, we're talking about the Padres hire of Mike Schilt who played for him and uh give me if can you expand a little bit on what you just said I mean some examples maybe that come to mind of you know the way Mike Schilt deals with personalities the way he allows people to grow allows them to you know hopefully be their best when they're out on the field
5: yeah absolutely I I think one of the things that he, I actually talked to Mike today, and this is maybe the perfect example, is him already going and meeting with players and having dinner with players and, and learning about what makes those players go. And I think him sitting down with different guys, a lot of times you won't hear managers actually sitting down with players in and out of the season trying to figure out what is it that, that drives you, what is it that motivates you on a personal level. And I think that's a lot of what he can bring out of a player. And once you start – and one another thing from him too is he builds a level of trust that a lot of times you don't have with the manager. Mm. Um, and, and I think that that's some, a special quality that he has that not a lot of guys have. And I'm just – I'm not even talking about just – no, I'm not even talking about just managers. I'm talking about people in general. So um, I think there's a level of trust that he builds within guys. Um, and I think it comes through him – showing his insecurities, him showing that he's still willing to learn as much as possible within the game. I think him being a part of this organization over the last couple of years yeah. and, and and on the player development side and just learning within the organization, that speaks highly to the person that he is as well, taking a step back from a managerial role. So I think you'll see some of those things come more into play in this 2024 20, season.
2: Xavier Scruggs joins us here on Gwen and Chris. You can catch him on ESPN. He's one of the better MLB announcers we have going in the game. And, 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 X, let me ask you, because we talked a little bit about the locker room leadership and and the type of individual he is, but what type of temperament are we getting as a manager in between the lines? Because, you know, in, in my experience dealing with Mike over the last couple of years, he's a very um, calm individual but there's something about him that tends to t- tell me he has got he's got a little uh he got a little snap in him <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, he definitely he definitely does and and it's it's almost it's funny sometimes because he you, you know he's not a big dude he's very you know uh, on the smaller side you know not somebody that looks huge in stature but there's a calmness to him but it's funny because he always says, "Don't, don't, you know, don't mistake my calmness for weakness." Yeah, and that's yeah. something that he's always kind of preached. But it, but it's true because he can snap extremely quick. If they, if you remember, there were some times with the Cardinals that maybe a, a small call that kind of disturbed him, he would all of a sudden go extremely red. So yeah. <laughs> there, I, I think there's. I, but I think the I'm kind of joking, but at the same time, I think that there's something to that. Because he's very uh, he's very smart about how he picks his decisions yeah. in protecting his players, and I think that that's something that you'll recognize this throughout the course of this season. And he's going to lean on some of those guys that that have some heavy weight in the clubhouse to really to really help him along the way. And I think you know maybe where uh, a Bob, uh, where a Bob Melvin couldn't get to some guys, that may be where Schultz is able to have a little bit more of that influence.
3: Mike Schilt is the new manager of the Padres. Uh, Good hire, Xavier Scruggs. who used to play for him. Think so. He's joining us here on 97.3 The Fan. I'm not really trying to dig up a whole lot of dirt here, but there are a lot of people that wonder what happened at the very end in St. Louis. I mean, after all, he won 17 games there at the end of that last season. He made the playoffs every year he was there. He was a manager of the year. It was almost like they couldn't wait to get rid of him. He said he's learned from that uh, and will take steps going forward. I mean, what do you surmise happened there in St. Louis?
5: Yeah, the, the, I have relationships with both John Moselak, like the president of operations it, it, with the St. Louis Cardinals, and Mike Schilt. And I think that there there would seem to be a butting of heads over, you know, they, they said, uh, you heard the word analytical But I think it was more so personnel. I Mm -hmm. think there was some guys that really Schilt was fighting for to keep on the roster that maybe some of the people in the front office with the Cardinals didn't necessarily agree with. And maybe they're trying to give opportunities to other players. But I think that speaks to something that I just told you about is there's a willingness for him to be very adamant for his players. And I think that that's something that should excite the fan base of San Diego, um, knowing that you have that type of manager coming in. But, you know, that, and you guys know, this, there's so many different ways that people butt heads within organizations, and I think Mike said the right thing is he learned from that, and he's going to be able to take that into a next situation. And when we have failures, and this is within any aspect in life, if you want to call it that, we learn from those things, and those things make us better.
2: Let's let's shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about a player that I I think we both think very highly of in Juan Soto. I've been on record here that I would hate to see him outside of a Padre uniform, but it does look like things are are shaping up that he may very well be moved this offseason. Right now you're hearing the Yankees name a lot. I, I think I saw a piece where you were talking about the Yankees as well. What do you think makes that organization the right fit if you're going to move a guy like Juan Soto?
5: Yeah, I, I I, I think the Yankees seem like they could be a fit for both sides, right, because they're looking for that outfielder, obviously. But I also look at there is some young talent there that the Padres could, you know, be able to maybe hold on to as far as guys that you could see them, not just for this year, but moving forward. And without, you know, if, if I'm looking at the Yankees, if there's no Jason Dominguez coming back, I may not be trading yeah. Juan Soto. I think that would be the first person I'm looking at. But also look at, you know, some some young stars, some young starters. I look at Clark Schmidt, a guy that could possibly help that rotation there with the Padres. Um, a Michael King who slid into that role too, who seems to give them some depth now in that rotation. That could be something the Padres could be looking for too. I I just look at there. There's never enough pitching. Right. And I think that, you know, most most managers will tell you that. And I think as much pitching as the Padres can have going into 2024, that's going to be a huge benefit to them, especially if they're using if they're losing the best hitter, one of the best hitters in all of baseball.
3: Should the Padres be really good next year, in your estimation? I mean, uh, off of this disappointing season, they still have a lot of guys that are coming back. They're losing stuff in free agency. Don't know if they'll get Blake Snell back. It's probably doubtful. Josh Hader... Michael Walker, Nick Martina. I mean they've Seth let, you know, Lugo. Some, yeah. Seth Lugo. They've lost some pieces. Right. But do they still have enough? I mean the Dodgers are going to be right there and who knows if they get Otani. Uh the Diamondbacks were just in the World Series. The giants uh, are supposed
2: to be spending a lot of money. Giants
3: are there. I mean this is not an easy spot for the Padres necessarily. It's not. And and the
5: reason why it's not and I, you know what, I won't discount the offense. I know that they didn't perform the way they should have last year. But when you have names like Xander Bogarts and Fernando Tatis and and Manny Machado and a Kim who's now become almost a star within this game, yeah. um, I still look forward to them scoring runs. I think they'll be better than they were last year collectively. Now the the pitching to me is ultimately going to be the, the the deciding factor, right? You have Joe Musgrove. You also have you Darvish getting a year older. They're going to have to build more depth within that rotation. And also maybe look towards getting another frontline type of guy. I mean, you, you don't compete with the Dodgers, and, and now you're looking at the Diamondbacks. Yeah. You don't compete with those teams without making sure you have three guys that can go out there and, and, and give you wins and punch tickets and be able to give you an opportunity to stay in game. So if they build more pitching depth and maybe add another frontline guy, I still see them competing at the top of this division.
2: Last one for me, X. Uh, this will be a wild card question. I know you. I know you, I know <laughs> you enjoy uh, Shohei <laughs> Otani very much, and uh, he he's kind of put the the press on teams, basically telling telling teams keep my name out of the media. Should we meet? Uh, who do you who do you like Otani ending? Where do you like
5: Otani ending up? Oh man, this is a tough one for me because you know being from San Diego, I, I hate. See, I, I don't even like seeing Dodger blue, but it just it just it just makes so much sense because yeah. we saw the Dodgers take a step back from spending right last year. You saw them do some incorrect characteristic like things, like signing a, a Noah Syndergaard to, for uh, for rotation depth. So it told you that they were taking a step back, and and mostly because they're in love with Shohei Otani. I think this team, like multiple teams, may be willing to do whatever it takes. To add him. Um, And I just see that it's going to be hard to compete with their dollars. Yes, I I look at the Mets, but also the Mets seem to be trying to prepare for 2025 and maybe beyond that. So the Dodgers, if they're in that win now mode like they normally are, they're going to be looking to, to land Shohei Otani the game's best.
3: All right. Before we let you go, X, uh, I got to Now you went to. He went to Poway High School a little bit after I did. You know yes, that. Uh, you know that uh, my co-host is now in the Poway High School Titan Hall of Fame after yeah. he was inducted there about a month ago. What do we have to do yeah. to uh, to uh, convince the powers to be to you know get you inducted alongside Tony <laughs> Gwynn Jr. Because these guys his, listen. on
2: his way. I these guys exactly. listen to the
3: show, so uh, you know we got we got to put put your name forth here. Yeah,
5: I think, you know, all the stats and stuff speaks for itself. But I think where where Tony got me is he he was so athletic in every sport. Like, this guy would be basketball over there, then hitting home runs on the baseball field. I remember watching him doing his thing, stealing bases, doing everything. I'm like, man, I want to just – if I could just do a little bit of what Tony did – then maybe I could call myself maybe a, a great Poway type. Um, so I mean, we go we go way back. Um, Poway the, was the spot, and I'm uh, I'm just happy to see everything that you you've done and accomplished yourself.
2: Ditto, Thanks. Ditto, man. You you're doing a terrific job. Keep up the good work, man. Appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with us, and uh, we'll catch you up on the big screen here soon.
5: Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one.
2: Thank you. Xavier Scruggs. We'll be back. Four o'clock hour on the way. Christmas
4: fans. 833-288-0973. Line up, everybody, please. Two of the nation's
5: best teams.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.